everyone welcome back to my product chat series today our guest at product chat is brian who is a director of product and general manager at exon and today we will be discussing about his journey and his advice as to how others can transition into the field hi brian it's so nice to have you today how's your day going it's going well how about yourself good uh thank you so much for taking out the time today again and before i start about your journey why did you choose product management uh, I think product management chose me. Um, I am a, a recovering entrepreneur. Um, I'm actually trained in mechanical and bioengineering. Uh, uh, dropped out of a PhD program to uh, start a company, and so kind of learned the business uh, side of things okay. on uh, you know through the school of hard knocks, mm -hmm. and you know spent my career trying to find ways to combine uh, technology and entrepreneurship and social justice. And uh, uh, product management, you know, particularly at a company like Axon, was you know just a great fit as my uh, you know next step. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. And since you mentioned about your like a little bit of your journey, um, how was it like you transitioned? Because I saw on your LinkedIn that you got your um, degree from University of Washington too. So was it before that? Was it after that? Or how was your entire journey as a product manager? Yeah, so I moved out to Seattle 17 years ago to start a PhD program in mechanical engineering. Um, then I got bit by uh, uh, the, the entrepreneur bug, um, <laughs> stopped going into the lab and uh, spent all my time at uh, the Burke Center for Entrepreneurship. Um, uh, eventually uh, stopped going to school altogether because oh. uh, the company was uh, taking off. But I uh, had, had a company called Cadence Biomedical. Um, that I led for eight years. Um, we invented and commercialized wearable medical technology to help stroke survivors relearn how to walk. Um, I made every mistake uh, you can make as a first-time CEO, um, but we were able to uh, drag it over the finish line and sell to a, a private equity group in China about four years ago. Okay. Uh, in our best estimates last year are that like 10,000 people were relearning how to walk on our technology just in Shanghai alone. And it's spreading uh, throughout the East Asia right now, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, and you know, after that, I wanted to find a way to, you know, kind of be entrepreneurial and be innovative with products and, and build products that matter, mm -hmm. um, but without having to, uh, you know, go without a salary for a year to get the company started, a new company started, and so. Uh, I bounced around as an entrepreneur in residence uh, a couple of times, you know, first building mm -hmm. digital health technology to help low-income Americans navigate the health system with their Medicaid benefits. Uh, and then I got into uh, the climate change space, um, you know, building software to help electric utilities um, uh, keep fossil fuels off of the electric grid for longer. Okay. And, uh, you know, I joke that healthcare and climate change weren't big enough problems. So uh, let's get into criminal justice reform. And so this uh, opportunity opened up at Axon um, uh, in the product organization, but they needed somebody with an entrepreneurial background to figure out, you know, how to adapt their software to meet the needs of uh, prosecutors and uh, public defenders. Uh, it just seemed like a, a perfect fit. Um, for me, uh, thankfully, Axon agreed, and 
uh, you know, been here for two and a half years and have been uh, uh, really, really excited about uh, the team we built, the product we built, and the impact we are uh, having on uh, the justice system around the world. Yeah, wow, that's actually so many different kind of experiences, different types of products or industries you work for. Um, that's so good. Um, so what do you think, like, what's a day in life of a product manager? Because I'm sure that must be different for all the companies you worked for. I don't think there is a typical day for a product manager, which I think is a good thing. Uh, it's kind of hard to get bored. Um, you know, there might be days where you're on site with a customer all day long. Uh, there are others you're uh, working you know, directly with the engineering team. Uh, you may be spending time with sales and marketing. Uh, you're kind of like the hub of all of the spokes, but uh, uh, you aren't necessarily spending your time equally with all those spokes every day. Makes sense. And what do you think, like what does a product manager do or offers to the team? So that's a really, uh, uh, really big question. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, at Axon, we look at uh, product managers and say there's kind of like, it's a three-legged stool. Um, you have to be really technically competent and sound uh, to be able to speak with the engineers. You don't have to write code, um, but you have to be able to at least understand how it's being built and ensure that it's being built in the right way. Um, you have to really, really deeply understand your users and your customers. Um, so there's definitely a uh, a high UX uh, component to being a good PM here. And then you got to understand the business uh, through and through. Um, and so it's, uh, uh, you know, a lot of hats. And um, if you can do that competently, you're just incredibly valuable to the company because uh, you're able to not just set up a product strategy uh, to benefit your users and buyers and make sure the product gets built in the right way, but you're also doing so in a way that allows the business to grow. And, you know, the decisions you make today uh, affect where the overall company is going to be in five years. And so it's, you know, really important to have a, you know, a broad understanding of what you're working on and be able to see what you need to do right in front of you, but also look over the horizon and uh, see where you need to go in the future. Makes sense. So since you mentioned about like understanding what you're working on and again, like, putting on like different hats, what other skills or qualities a new product manager or anyone who's transitioning to product manager should, should have? Um, communication is really key. Uh, you know, we all speak English <laughs> at Axon, but uh, you'd be surprised how different the languages are when you're talking to an engineer and when you're talking to a salesperson, when you're talking to customer success or professional services, um, you know, being able to kind of imagine who all these people are and you know, what are their kind of hopes and dreams and needs it helps you understand you know, how you need to uh, communicate best with them to uh, you know, align everybody around uh, the product and the customer and deliver uh, the best possible experience you can. Um, I would also say you should be obsessed with your users and customers and find ways to speak with them uh, very, very, very often, um, and understand the perceived problem and the desired outcome. Um, I see a lot of people go talk to customers and the customer asks for X. Yeah. Um, you go and build X, but you know what they didn't tell you is they need Y uh, because you know, they came up with the solution. 
Um, it's your job as the product manager to figure out what that solution is. You just need to ensure that you know the people you're building for uh, tell you deeply what their problems are and how the world would look if you were able to solve them. And you got to figure out the best way to solve them. Makes sense. So since you mentioned about like, not every time the users will tell you like everything you possibly need, what would mm -hmm. you do in that situation? Um, so my favorite questions, uh, I, I have two favorite questions. Um, one are, what are the top three things keeping you up at night? Um, and you can have a lot, like a wide range of responses here, but uh, if you talk to enough users and customers, you can you know, sort of correlate what all these problem statements are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they can't get number six on their list funded, uh, let alone number three three, uh, but if you're working on number one or number two, that's probably the, you know, the highest pain points that are going to you know, give you, a, um, you know, the best possible uh, product and commercial success. Mm -hmm. uh, the other question I love to ask is if you had a magic wand that you could wave and solve these, uh, these problems, you know, what would that solution look like? And you know, they start to imagine things a little deeper and um, uh, another question I like to ask is what's working well and what can be improved? And you know, really triple click on the what can be improved uh, mm -hmm. because you know, that, that tells you what's broken. <laughs> and, um, okay, so since you mentioned about these questions, so once you get all these questions answered, just want to know like the journey of like a product manager, what they actually do. So from once they get all the questions answered, now, is it like more research phase you're going to, or more like, okay, now we need to implement and like write the user stories and features. What's the next step? So a lot of product managers will go interview five or six customers and write a spec, uh, tell engineering to go build it and tell design to uh, make it look good. Um, I operate a little differently and uh, you know, we align the entire organization with uh, the customers and the users. Um, I use marketing automation tools uh, to set up hundreds of interviews anytime you know we're about to do something major because uh, we want to interview all the stakeholders. Um, you know, our customers are primarily prosecutors and public defenders, but I also want to understand um, you know how are um, victims affected by what we're building, uh, formerly incarcerated individuals, exonerees. Uh, you know, we need to get that entire perspective of the entire ecosystem uh, into our product. Um, similarly, we invite everybody on every customer call. Uh, Zoom makes this so much easier. Uh, in the olden days, when you actually had to fly to meet somebody, you couldn't buy 100 plane tickets for everybody. But um, now we can invite all the engineers and design and research, marketing, sales, uh, customer success, PSO. Um, and we're all on these calls. Um, and not everybody's on every call because you know we all have uh, things we need to do. Yes. Um, but the invitation is out there. And so you know, this really helps get everybody involved in determining what these customer problems are. And that makes the discussions as to how we're gonna go solve them uh, so much easier internally um, as an organization. Um, once we do the research, yeah, we'll start writing some uh, specifications, um, but it's not just the product manager in our, in our organization that is influencing these now because everybody's been involved in uh, these conversations. and so. Um, 
I think it's especially important to get the engineering team involved with users and customers. Uh, a lot of places are just kind of told, go sit in the corner and write code. Yeah. Um, but when they're involved in the conversations, you know, one, they get kind of that warm fuzzy and seeing the, uh, uh, the results of their labor. Um, you know, I was on one call, the, the uh, customer said, oh, Brian, I owe you beer bug fixed. And I was like, well, I didn't fix it. You know, this person did. And they got to like, get the, the, the thanks directly from uh, the customer that made them feel good. Um, but then, you know, when the whole team knows the customer intimately, intimately um, the whole team can help figure out what's the best solution. And so we had you know, this one problem where uh, in our software, you might have like a thousand pieces of evidence in a case, um, but we didn't make it easy to help uh, our users know what was the last piece of evidence they looked at. And so literally what they were doing is sitting there with a legal pad and writing down the file name of each uh, piece of evidence they look at uh, on paper so they know where they left off. And you know, my initial response was, well, why don't we just change the color of the URLs after you look at it, you know, simple. Um, but the engineers were like, no, um, we can do this a lot better. And they built an entirely new review experience. And yeah. you know, that's just this great example of um, when you have the whole team aligned yes. through the product uh, to the customer, you can give a much better user experience and you know, everybody's a lot more motivated to do so as well. Yeah. How many meetings do you have in a day? That's oh, how a lot of meetings. <laughs> far too many. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's really part of the new product planning process. Um, and if you do the hard work up front. Yeah you are much less likely to screw up and have to redo it later on. And, um, you know, we, we did hundreds of interviews before we started our Justice Premier product. Um, as a result of these interviews, customers were so brought it, bought into the vision that uh, we closed our first sale uh, almost before the first line of code had been written. Like this was all with click-through prototypes and uh, uh, a roadmap. Um, and, yeah, if you bring everybody along in the process, it, it's, uh, it's powerful. Wow, that's so good. Um, so, like in terms of the aspects, like if one is transitioning into product management, what do you think they should have? Like, what do you think they should keep in mind before transitioning to product management? Like, what they should expect? What should you expect transitioning into product management? That uh, you should expect. Um, to feel overwhelmed <laughs> because uh, you have to have your hands in, in everything. Um, but you know, if you jump in the deep end, uh, you'll eventually find your way above water again and, and be able to breathe. Um, I think you should expect to have a very dynamic career. Um, it, it's never going to get boring. It's not going to be repetitive. There's always um, uh, something new. Um, and I, I think good product managers come from all different uh, walks of life and all different uh, uh, experiences. And you know, like you don't go to school and get a product management degree. I don't think that, it, that exists uh, hardly anywhere, but uh, you know, we see a lot of people with uh, CS backgrounds, particularly because Axon is so technical for product management. Yes. Um, you know, CS backgrounds are uh, you know, really helpful uh, at Axon. Other companies, um, you know, it's a lot of people with marketing backgrounds end up uh, 
in product management. And so it's uh, a matter of figuring out what your skills are and finding the right uh, company who defines product management in a way that, you know, you can get in the door and succeed. Yeah, I have seen like a lot of like MBA students as well Mm -hmm. uh, who are getting into product management. So I think that could be like management could be one of the degrees as well to transition Mm -hmm. product management. if you have interviewed in the past or if you will interview in the future, like any product managers, what would you see on their resume? And what, how would you judge an applicant in the interview or the resume, both of them? Um, so again, we we look for the three legs of the product stool. Um, you know, business is usually less important for somebody that's just starting out, um, but uh, I will always be excited for somebody who biases towards uh, users and customers because if you understand the users and customers, a lot of the other stuff uh, can can fall into place. Yes. Um, for somebody more senior, we want to look for you know kind of end-to-end business ownership as well. Have they had a P&L responsibility? Uh, have, have they been able to grow users and in uh, revenue? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a strict no jerks allowed policy. Um, you know, I want to work with people who are hungry, humble, fun, and smart, and in that order. Um, you know, you can work with a lot of really brilliant people who are, you know, just terrible to be around, <laughs> and that's not no fun. Um, but uh, hungry, humble, fun, and smart uh, it, it tends to have a you know a really driven person that. Um, uh, is great to work with and uh, is going to be um, you know, pretty self-sufficient. Uh, I think my favorite interview question to ask is, you know, tell me about something you're rationally passionate about outside of work. And th- these can be all over the place. Uh, you know, like, but if somebody isn't irrationally passionate about something, you know, they don't seem they're unlikely to have that intrinsic motivation that is going to, you know, drive themselves to uh, uh, get the job done. And you know, if you're a crazy gardener and you raise you know, 1,800 tomatoes every summer or whatever it is, you know, I need to f- see that, uh, uh, that passion and that you know, intrinsic motivation. And, and that tends to be a, a really great fit. I love that question. Okay. Um, so how about the um, any technical skills? Do you look since coding is not that required for product managers, it's good to know, but again, it's not required. What other technical skills or hard skills uh, would you recommend for a product manager? Um, you, you have to be able to make technical trade-offs. Okay. And so there's always competing priorities uh, within a business. Um, there's always tech debt that's out there somewhere. Yes. Uh, unless you're just starting from a, a completely clean slate. Um, but you know, being able to work with the engineering team and you know, explore different architectures and um, you know, help, help them uh, figure out where the potential roadblocks are so that you can you know, design it correctly uh, out of the gate is a you know, really important skill. Okay, makes sense. Um, coming to your future aspirations if you have any future aspirations or goals in terms of product management uh yeah i just want to keep uh uh, growing our team you know we started with um prosecutors and public defenders um uh we're starting a new team looking at prison reform Mm -hmm. um with uh prisons and uh parole 
Okay. Uh, and so, you know, finding um, new ways to innovate in these areas that are you know, just horribly, uh, uh, the criminal justice system is filled with really, really big problems that uh, we need to solve to make it more efficient and more equitable. And it starts, you know, from police all the way through um, uh, the courts and uh, the prison system, and then you know, getting people back into the community and on their feet again so they don't end up back into the uh, the system and so you know there's just so many interesting problems that i want to go out and solve and it's a matter of um you know how do we earn the right to keep doing that and you know mm -hmm. this this first justice product is uh you know growing very very fast and so and then we can start looking at other problems to solve injustice and you know, we got to get our feet wet in corrections but you know, I, I just want to keep uh, growing these teams. And, and, and then the reason I want to keep growing these teams is so that we can grow our impact. Yes, that's more important. <laughs> um, so in terms of like any certifications, because I know a lot of like product management skills, you can only learn like on the job. But if there's any certifications that you recommend or courses um, that a new PM should take. Um, you know, I'm not. I've never been huge on certifications. Um, the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator at UW is an awesome way to, to kind of get your, uh, as much of an education for product management uh, as you can. Um, and I think a lot of places, a lot of people are already product managers, even if they don't have the title. Um, and so understanding, okay, I'm a software engineer, but I'm also doing X, Y, Z and being able to communicate that in an interview is going to like really help you, uh, demonstrate, you know, product expertise and experience. Makes sense. Okay. Um, just one last question. What advice, um, would you have for future product managers who want to transition into the field? Um, you know, were we talking like somebody that's fresh out of school or somebody that is uh, is most an engineer or is in marketing and wants to kind of shift over? Yes, mostly early grads. Yeah, yeah, I think early grads are um, get whatever job you can. <laughs> um, your first job will never be the last, but uh, um, you may start in on the business side or you may start as an engineer, um, but. Uh, uh, when you prove your worth and your your passion at a company, it makes it easier to to transition over uh, into PM. Um, secondly, uh, you know you don't have to be paid from a company to get product experience, and so like find every extracurricular activity you can at school that you can kind of put on that resume that um, you know look looks like uh, a product management experience and. Um, so I built this thing called a marble machine, uh, when I was in college and, you know, the idea was we had this giant, uh, hourglass shape in the, uh, uh, in the dining hall. And I forget, it was like somebody dies of hunger somewhere in the world every six seconds. Uh, I think that was the, uh, the rate. And so, um, we dropped the marble down this track every six seconds uh, to, you know, give people that um, the, that visual experience, and then they could buy the marbles and turn them into necklaces to to raise money for uh, uh, hunger relief and uh, charitable organizations. And so, you know, this required, uh, you know, understanding the broader uh, 
ecosystem here. We had to, you know, work with engineering and design to uh, build specs and actually build the thing. And, um, you know, I had that on my resume and, you know, I, uh, I started my career with my own company, but I, when I was interviewing at grad school, like this was something unique and, um, it helped me stand out in, in the interview process. So like, I mean, it's not a job that I had on my resume, but it was an activity that I went out and, 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 and did. And, you know, there are plenty of, uh, cool things you can do while you're on campus that will you know, kind of demonstrate your, your abilities and give you more than just, uh, four years of course load. That's so cool and unique. Uh, so is that still going on or it's, it was just like a project thing? Uh, I doubt it's still working. This was like 20 years ago, um, but I did build uh, plans and distributed them to, to uh, other universities so they could build their own. Okay, makes sense. Perfect, that answers all my questions. Thank you so, so much. This was really in uh, insightful. So I'm sure a lot of people would get so much out of it. Um, just wondering if I could tag your LinkedIn as well. So if anyone wants to reach out. Absolutely. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much again. It means a lot. Oh, my pleasure.